discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Ask your neighbor, are you at all? I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord at all. What do your neighbor say? Yes. You know, without the Holy Spirit, nothing can work. Yes. Yeah. So, Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 5. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 5. Can you read this to me? One to go. Shall come near for them the Lord thy God has chosen mm-hmm. and to bless in the name of the Lord. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried. Isn't it? Isn't it beautiful? And the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near. So pastors are people that God has brought nearer to them. And their purpose is to, it is for them the Lord that God has chosen to minister unto him. That's the first responsibility of a pastor. To minister to God. Sometimes some pastors get into martyr ministries. You do martyr ministries. How many of you know martyr ministries? Serving, running around and getting things done. We've given you five alive or a company to handle. So you are always running around. Every day, you are calling. You are doing this, you are doing that, you are doing that. It's not supposed to be like that. Your first calling is to minister to God. It's to pray. That is your first calling. Your first calling is to bring the matters of the people to God. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, I I know it's not everybody here who's a pastor, but you are going to be a pastor one day. So, you can put this in your knee. So, I remember on that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For them to, for them the Lord that God has chosen to minister unto him and to bless in the name of the Lord. So, your blessing is in the hands of your pastor. Wow. Is it not amazing? Yeah. That's when you insult your pastor. Grouts. Who are you? I don't give birth to me. Joe five. You see that you're actually blowing your, your, your blessings away. You're blowing it like that. Yes. It is for the vanishing. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried. By their word shall every confusion in your life be settled. That's basically what he's saying. By their word shall every single challenge. Yeah. Other version says what? Assault. Every assault shall be quenched, shall be calmed down by their word. Isn't that amazing? So if you insult him, what do you think will happen? And if you don't believe in his word... Some people come to church because they have to come to church. 
GSA. Some people come to church because, oh, we just have to be around. For some, our relationship with, with them is only social. It's only social. You see us as social people. Or only on the social aspect. Or we like people, we hug people, we do... It's not... We, we are, that is not our job. Our job is not for hugging all. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The pastor is a power vault that God has brought into your life for you to draw from consistently and continuously. Let me show you a scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 6 to verse 8. This is actually my favorite scripture now. When I saw it, I became so excited. Let's read it in the Amplified. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to verse 8. Amplified. Do you know that a handshake from your pastor can change something in your life? Yeah. You know, if you are not careful, you will not honor what God has given to you. You will see what God has given to you on a certain level. And you will never be blessed. Someone else will come from somewhere and be blessed by your pastor. And you'll be around for a very long time and nothing is happening because you only see social. Because you visit your pastor in his house. You see him in, in, in his shorts. You even live in his house. <laughs> You've seen his boxer shorts before. Yeah. He's a sibling. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see his faults, you see his mistakes. Do you know what happened when Jesus went to his own hometown to go and preach to them? Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Go to Mark 6, 1, and let me, then we'll come back. You can keep your finger here, and then we'll come back to this. Jesus went to his own hometown. He wasn't born there, he was raised there. He was born in Bethlehem, moved to, um, to Egypt, and then came to Nazareth to come and live there. So when he came back to Nazareth, he was like six years old, seven years old. And he was raised in Nazareth till he was 30. Now, at age 30, something remarkable happened to him. And when it happened to him, the people of Nazareth were not there. He went to Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon him that day forward. And something happened. Now, nobody saw what was happening. Only John, who was anointed of God, saw what was happening. Even John needed a sign from the Holy Spirit from God to know. That this is the chosen one of God. This is the son of God. God told him that the one upon whom you see the dove alight and settle. Okay? The one upon whom you see the spirit coming upon. And he gave him a sign that you come upon him like a dove. He it is. And that was how John the Baptist could see that this is actually something, someone very important. This is actually the son of God. But as far as the people who were being baptized there were concerned, he was just one ordinary guy moving around. So when he was immersed in the water and brought out, it was just like any other person's experience. There was nothing significant about it. There was no voice. Only John the Baptist saw. Yeah. And he moved and went to the desert and all that and came back from the desert, picked the book, picked, came to the church, picked Isaiah the prophet, searched for the place where it was written that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. This is what he said God has sent him for. Wow. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. On that particular day, but nobody knew. 
So he was producing results in other places. Then he went to his own hometown. Say his own hometown. His own own people. A pastor's own people are responsible for his shining or his the dimming of his light. The people around the pastor. Oh yeah. If you honor the anointing, you will see results. But if you don't honor the anointing, you will not see that. I'm not talking about money. No, stop talking. When we talk about Anna, I only think about money. No, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about respect. Do you understand? Hmm. Respect, value. Do you see value? Believing in the prayer that he prays for you. Believing that when he says it is done, it is done. He says, "By their word shall every controversy." Yeah, every assault. Those who believe, some things happen for them. Those who don't believe, nothing happens for them. Yeah. There are some people who see social, social lines. Like they are doing social studies in the church. Yeah. There are those who come, who come for just the jokes. That's all they see. Oh, this, this pastor is very funny. Yeah, I like the way he makes us laugh. Brothers and sisters, we are not comedians. Though. If we were comedians, we would have signed up somewhere else. You should see that there's something working. You should see that there's something invisible that is working. Listen, some of you have been with me for years. Do you think something is not working? Brothers and sisters, something is working. Oh. If you don't know, I'm telling you, something is working. There's something intangible that is there. It's been smeared on me. Yeah. And it is there. <laughs> You'll be looking at us as though nothing is happening before you realize. Other people are being blessed mightily. And you who is sitting by the thing, you are playing chaskele with the thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mark chapter 6 verse 1. Look at Mark chapter 6 verse 1. We have a very important ministry. Very, very important ministry. And you can, you can either cut the power of God short. You can either cut the power of God short. Or you can cause and allow the power of God to flow. Yeah. You can cause it to flow. The anointing will flow. Sometimes when we advise some of you, don't even mind us. Like when we tell you, do this. It's like we are saying twinkle, twinkle little stars. It's as though water is standing in our mouth. The accounts will say, as in sojina yenum. It's like it's nothing. Who are these people who are just talking? They don't know what I'm going through. They don't know what I'm feeling. Eh, be there. We don't know. We will never know too. Yeah. That is why you struggle one day. You, before you realize you are sitting in front of a prophet who is duping you. Or you have left a prophet who has just duped you. Yeah. Because what you want to hear. You, you want to hear what you want to hear. Hey. It's a message. Or it's a book even. You want to hear what you want to hear. <laughs> to be a very good book. <laughs> and he went out from thence and came into his own country. His own country. Oh, and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, hey, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Because he had heard. And Jesus was giving some of the testimonies. Over there, he was giving testimonies. In that particular service. You know, Kenehigen, Jesus appeared to Kenehigen eight times. And one of the times he appeared to him, he told him that 
what he said in Luke four eighteen, okay, was something he always preached anywhere he went to. Jesus didn't have a church. He moved from place to place. His church was the disciples. Those were the consistent people he was with. So wherever he went to, when he stands there, as soon as he gets there, the first message you preach is Luke four eighteen. So Luke four eighteen is not just something he said at once in a particular place. No, he said it. He spoke about it every time. If you believe it, it works for you. Yes, every time when he goes to you, and 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 God gives every minister something special. Robert will always talk about how that God has put an anointing in his right hand. And that if he touches you and you believe you, whatever sickness is in your body, you'll be healed. And as many as believed were healed. In, in Maso, not two or three, plenty, thousands. He laid hands to the point that before he died, his, hands, his right hand was, had a problem. Yes, he, from laying on of hands. He's always laying hands. So it was stiff in a certain way. Yeah. And plenty of people got healed. Thousands. Always. So when he got to Nazareth, he preached how that the Spirit of God is upon him because he has anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor. And he told them testimonies. That's why testimonies are important, not foolish testimonies. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? As I, I was moving and I was going, and then this one, my like it, sister stone, and nothing happened to me. Thank God that, brothers and sisters, stop that rough there. Let's just be serious with what we are doing. Let's be serious. And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Look at the next verse. Verse 3. Is not this the carpenter? Is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary? Jesus' father, stepfather, Joseph. Hmm? You know Joseph was not his natural father. His natural father was the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Go to Matthew 1 18. Let me show you Jesus' father. So that you are not confused. Now, the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When he asked his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, when he was espoused to Joseph to be married to Joseph, before they came together, before any sexual intercourse, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. So, someone did it and shared some. Yes, share. You don't understand, yes, share. The Holy Ghost, yes, share Joseph. Hallelujah. Joseph was angry, but God appeared to him and said, It's me, don't be angry. Hey, what a shock! So, his, his father, Joseph, who was taking care of him, was a carpenter. So, he grew up as a carpenter and they knew him. He had been, he had been hitting people's chairs and tables and benches and bed and ceiling and small, small jobs in the area. I'm sure he was sometimes you just there's no market, so he just take his hammer, his two bucks, and you just move in the area and the entry house, Charlie. Any any job for the boys, something for the boys. But now he goes to Jordan, comes back, and is a power vote moving around. Everybody like this guy. No be this guy, no be this. That's good. No be no be no be you this. No be no be you this. You see, in Second Corinthians chapter five. Okay, verse 16 says, Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. It's important you don't see, we don't see each other like we are normal people. We are not, not we are super normal. Oh. Truly, your, your brother has the life of God in him and makes him special. He's not there, he's not like any other person. Oh. Do you understand? Yes, well, let's stop dealing with each other as though 
we are just normal people. We are hurting each other, offending each other, and all those foolish things. Right? Wherefore, hence or no, we know man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ of the flesh, yet now hence or no, we know him no more. He says, we knew Christ after the flesh. Those of you who knew Christ, but we don't know. We don't know him after the flesh. Because we never, we've never, we never, you didn't see him. Probably if you had seen him, you would never have believed in him. You know, you would never have believed in Jesus Christ. If you had seen him with your physical eyes. You would have complained about his nose. His nose is too big. And the way he talks, he's talking about his flesh being, being meat and his blood being drink. What kind of cannibal, cannibalistic type of occultic man is that? That's what you have said. Thank God you were born at this time. Yeah. Hallelujah. They said, listen, is it not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? They gave us a record of Jesus' brother's names. They mentioned everything. And are not his sisters here with us. They knew his sisters because he had sisters. Yeah, after Jesus came, Joseph had the opportunity to go more. More rounds. And God gave him James and Joe. When you give what God needs to be what needs to be given to God, you will get yours without any problem. Hallelujah. Do you understand my message? It's a good message. I think we should we should write a book even on it. And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. They were offended though. For coming to say that <laughs> I'm anointed. Charlie, let's be serious. So, all these people who come around, small, small boys, they just come around, they say they are anointed, they are of God, whatever. What's all this? They are calling themselves pastor, pastor. They went for camp leaders, come, they came. All of a sudden, some people have become pastors. They are just moving around. What is all this? What is all that? What is. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> don't be offended about unnecessary things. Or else you, your blessings will be very far away. Is that true though? Do you know your blessings are wrapped up in a man? Hmm? They are wrapped up in, in your pastor. It's serious. It's a very, very serious thing. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, verse 5. 1 Corinthians 3, 5. I think I used this during the instructions message. Maybe to help you. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers, by whom you believed. Without them, you cannot believe. Can you imagine? Without them, you cannot believe. <laughs> by whom you believed. Even as the Lord gave to every man. God gives every man someone by whom you believe. By the person you believe. Romans chapter 10 verse 11. Romans 10 11. For the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believes in God shall not be ashamed. Next verse. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord of our all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is it true? Yeah. Is this true? Yeah. Whosoever, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's see how that happens. Next verse. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How can you call on God when you have not believed on God? You can't call on God when you have not believed in God. In other words, salvation is not possible until you believe. Do you get it? Yes, right. Now, how can you believe? 
He says, and how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? Believing can only happen when you hear. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing the equation? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. They bring glad tidings of good things. They bring glad tidings. Glad news of the good things that God has for you. So, if you ignore the preacher, you will not hear. And if you don't hear, you will not believe. And if you don't believe, you are going to hell. And the same equation functions for every other aspect of your life. If you don't hear about prosperity, you will not believe prosperity. And hence, you will not experience prosperity. If you don't hear about marriage, good marriage, you will not believe that there's good marriage, that good marriage exists. And hence, you will not enjoy any good marriage. So you can't go around them. That's just how God has done it. That's why you must believe. I'm not talking about believing in them. I'm talking about believing in the word. That they are, I'm not, what, what are we? I'm also flesh and bones like you are. But there's something special. There's something, there's something special. Your healing, okay, is in the word of God that he will speak to you. When you come and you say, I'm not feeling when we say, be healed in Jesus' name. Don't say, okay, so how about the drugs too? So, the drugs. Pastor, I got this from the pharmacy. What do you think? We are not doctors. One of my wife's major problems is that every, because she's a doctor, everybody comes to her. When they are not female, they come to her for drug prescription. Like, how do you see me? That's, that's one of her major problems. Like, how do you see me? Like, when you are not, that's, you come for, you not come for prayer. You come for drug prescription. What it means is that you are seeing me only on a social level. As I'm moving around and doing all the things that I'm doing, you are only seeing me on a social, like I'm a doctor, so that is the end. You are not seeing anything beyond the doctor, like some small oil is there for, your, for greasing your bones for you to become fine. Yeah. Tell me about be smart. Yeah. He says, by their word shall every controversy. It's not a small thing, though. Every controversy. Every assault. Hmm. If they say you are blessed, you are blessed. Wow. If they say you are going higher, you are going higher. That is why some, some pastors of certain churches don't show themselves up often. But at a certain level, if you, don't, if you show yourself too much, the people will not believe. So you have to make yourself scarce. I know places where there's a door here by the stage. When the preacher finishes preaching, he just opens, they just open the door for me. It's got no talking to anybody, nothing. I've seen it so many times. One day I'll do some. I also do a door. I also do a door there. I've seen that that door works. It works. It's like, it's like all those who are serious have that door. If I'm also serious, I must have that door so I can just enter the door. Hallelujah. <laughs> what do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if I come and I say, be healed, you look at me like, Pastor, are you sure? <laughs> Pastor, let's be serious. I saw you before you came for the service. You were standing just outside. What kind of anointing are you talking about? 
<laughs> Let's just be serious. I saw you hugging some people right here, right now. You are coming to stand here saying, shoo, the whole house for me. Shoo, shoo. Mercy, Lord. But you will not be like that in Jesus' name. Yeah, you will honor the anointing and you receive your fruitfulness. Yeah. That's why I'm talking to you like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. I have so many things to share along this line, actually. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. These are things I couldn't share during the instructions. I have about 20 scriptures along this line. At that time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord. To stand before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. It hasn't changed. It's still there. He separated them unto himself to bear the ark of the Lord, meaning that they bear the presence of God in a very special way. The presence of God is in the camp. Everybody has it. It's true. But the priest has a special presence from God for the purpose of helping God's people. Not because the priest is some pompous guy or whatever. No, it's solely for the purpose of helping the children of God. And the children of God must believe that there's something on this person. They must believe in the word that the person releases. When we say, this is going to happen, believe it. If you believe it, it's going to happen to you. So when you having discussions with you, don't, don't think that it's, a, it's like, oh, it's an opinion. It's a suggestion. Let me also look at what these other two people also see. I'll weigh the differences and then I'll choose what I want to choose. I'll follow my heart. I'll follow. You follow your heart. Okay, follow your heart. You understand? Yeah. Match what you are saying with the word of God. And allow the Holy Spirit inside you to confirm what you are saying to you. Okay? Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 2020. Second Chronicles 2020. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness, into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and hear ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. How do you believe in the Lord your God? I've told you, right? Through what you're saying. What you know about God is as a result of what you have heard. You see? Yeah. Sometimes you can read the Bible and you don't understand. Have you ever had that before? You can read it and you don't understand. You can. And it's very difficult to understand what you're reading. Even the ones you feel you understand. You realize that you don't really understand what you think you understand. Now, there's a ministry that God has given to the Holy Spirit, okay, and to pastors. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. He says, and I'll give you pastors after my own heart. This is God talking. Go to Jeremiah 3 15 and I will come back to this. And I'll give you pastors according to my own heart. This is God. He says, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. Okay, then he says, which shall feed you with knowledge. Their job is to feed you with what? With knowledge and understanding. I shared so into details what this means in the Liverpool meeting. I think you should get that particular message and listen to it. It's too important. I, sp- I spoke about how imp- what knowledge is. It's called the key of knowledge. Without, you see, no matter how big a door is, or all that you need to open a door is a key. Yeah. Is it true? Yes. Yeah. And knowledge is a key. Wow. Knowledge is a key. Knowledge is the power of God. Knowledge is the glory of God. Second, Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied 
unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace is multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace. So grace comes to you as you get knowledge of God. I, I see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So as the, as the knowledge of God comes to you, what, what comes to you? Grace. What is grace? The help of God. The ability of God. The beauty of God. The pleasantness that you need to enjoy in your life. What will make you attractive? Grace is what makes you attractive and acceptable. It's called favor. Yeah. Listen, there were white people in that church. Different groups. Plenty. The first day I stood to preach, there were some old white people in the church. And I was wondering, everybody was wondering whether I could preach. (laughs) And I took the microphone and I was highly accepted. By the time I finished, everybody was happy. They were laughing all over the place. Wow. And see anointing. Anointing. It's called grace. Do you get it? Grace is what makes you acceptable. You enter the company and you accept it. Yeah. Everybody's struggling. When you get there, you don't struggle. Grace. How does it come to you? You see, grace is not seeing, it's not a physical thing. It's just like the air. You don't see it, but you see its effects. You see the effects of grace. There are things grace will do in your life. One of them is to make you accepted. You are accepted. I don't know if you get it. You have ability. What others cannot do, you can do. Paul said, I labored abundantly more than them more. Yet not I. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. I labored more abundantly than them more, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Hmm? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this, his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Have you seen it? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. So grace what makes you something. And how does grace come to you? Knowledge. 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 Hmm? Knowledge. Wisdom. Wisdom is communicated. How is wisdom transferred? Wisdom is transferred through knowledge. So he says, pastors are to feed you with knowledge. Can you imagine? So as the pastor is talking, he's feeding you with knowledge. And with the knowledge comes grace. With the knowledge comes peace. With the knowledge comes the glory of God. All the things you can, all the spiritual things that you can think about come through the knowledge of God. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Okay? Philemon 1 6. What does it say? That the, I pray that the communication of your faith may become effectual. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Acknowledging. That is knowledge. The knowledge of the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. And accepting it, of course. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How does that come? Knowledge. Feeding. Feeding. He says the pastors will feed you with knowledge. And they'll feed you with understanding. Because you see, knowledge, knowledge is very powerful, but you must understand the knowledge that you have been given. You must have a good mental putting together of the knowledge that has been given to you so that you can connect them. Sometimes when we talk about how that the Holy Spirit is important, some people cannot connect it to their lives. Like, what are you talking about? But by the time 
the preacher is done teaching you. The one who has been sent. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about the one who has been sent to you. We have been sent to you if you don't know, be there. We have been sent to you. That is why we always tell you, listen, oh, listen. Listen, if I don't listen to those who have been sent to me, my life is bizarre. I know what I'm talking about. If I don't listen for more than a day, a day, a two, my life is bizarre. I don't know, visionless, no, nothing. But when I'm listening, when I'm, they, see, I've never been to Bible school, but you are sitting here. I've never been to Bible school, but we have churches all over. How have I been doing what I'm, I've been doing? Knowledge, just listening. Listening to those who have been sent to me, just listening, because they've been sent to me to feed me with knowledge and feed me with understanding. I'll get understanding into what I'm supposed to do. Look at Luke chapter 24. Let me show you something about understanding. You see, without understanding, eh, you will never bear fruit in your life. Without understanding, you will never bear fruit in your life. Do you understand understanding? <laughs> without understanding, you will never bear fruit in your life. Hmm? Hmm. Have you ever read Matthew chapter 13 before? From verse 18. That's so why I went out to sow, blah, 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 blah. Go there, and I will come back to this place. Matthew 13, 18. Let me show you something small about understanding, okay? And how, how God, the ability that God has given to the one who has been sent to you, or those who have been sent to you. When I say the one who has been sent to you, I'm talking about myself. And everyone who have anointed and laid hands on to be your pastor, or to be your leader. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You have to listen. Charlie. Have you seen that brother before? Hear ye the power, therefore the parable of the sower. As when anyone hear the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, if he doesn't understand it, what happens? The, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the side. Then he goes on and on and on and on. But all the rest have problems because they don't have understanding. Because if they had understanding with the, in the word, they would have succeeded because, go, go down. Go to the last guy who produced fruit. The one who produced fruit and hundredfold, thirtyfold, sixtyfold. Produced fruits because he understood. Hmm? But he that receives it into the good ground, is he that heareth the word and understandeth it. Which also beareth fruit. So without understanding, no fruitfulness. And guess what? He says that I have sent pastors according after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge, not just knowledge, but feed you with understanding at the same time. So as the message is coming like that, understanding. You see, the word understanding is from a certain Greek word. It's called the Greek word is sunemai. And what it means is to put things together, to put the knowledge together to produce fruit. Do you get it? Now, sunemai is from a certain Greek word called a Greek word hemai. Hemai means to send. So, in, in effect, understanding means to send. In other words, understanding is what will cause you to do what you have been, what they are saying. I don't know if you get it. Understanding is what will send you. <laughs> when you understand, you just be, you will be doing. You'll be waiting about. If you don't understand something, if you don't understand why you must be in church, you will never be in church. No matter what we say, we can say, but it hasn't really dawned on you that, hey, this thing is important for me. I have to be there. You will not be there. Are you getting it? If you don't understand why you should go to school, some of some people didn't understand why they should go to school when we were going to school. So I had classmates who would be saying that school is for the ignorant, school school is for whatever, and they are struggling till now. We finished school. I left university eleven years ago. 
I left university 11 years ago. I entered university so many years ago, about 15 or 16 years ago. Yeah, I finished secondary school so many years ago. Probably some of you are not even born. And I have classmates who are up to date are struggling. They are struggling to date, yes. They are struggling. Why? Because they didn't understand education. Why they needed education? People spoke. Advice is not understanding. You can, we can advise you, but no understanding. We can't say everything, no understanding. Unless, without understanding, you will not be sent. You can't be sent to do what you are supposed to do. Are you getting it? Yes, pastor. Hmm. Says, pastors have been sent by God to give you, to feed you. You see, it's feeding you. It's not, it's not uh, a one-time thing. It's feeding. Do you, how many times do you eat in a day? Minimum three. Minimum. Am I lying? Minimum. For most of us, minimum three. Morning you eat wache. Afternoon you eat gobe. Evening you eat banku. Between between seven p.m. and twelve a.m. Anything goes. You can get some tea, some kelewele, some pork, indomie. Some some people eat indomie at eleven forty-five before they sleep. Is that true? Yes, sir. You're always eating. Yeah. You are a reflection of what you've eaten. Or we are reflect so feeding is what raises you we are talking about being raised with something not a one-time thing like you listen to the thing once in a week you are not feeding you have to feed okay every time is there it's a system you are it's present or present line upon line when it comes to faith you are fed faith you listen to things concerning faith so that you can have understanding concerning faith Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me show you how, how we feed understanding. Can I show you? Because this they feed with knowledge and they feed with understanding. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so let me show you. Luke chapter 24, right? Verse 42. I'll compare it to another scripture in John chapter 20 so that you understand it very well. Okay. Let's read from 41. Now, Jesus had been talking about how that he would die and rise from the dead. He had been talking about it, but he didn't understand what he was talking about. He spoke about it for three years. But they didn't understand. He even died. And still, they didn't understand. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't understand. It was so bad that when he died, they went fishing. They thought it was over. Even when he died and he rose again, and he was standing in front of them, they, they couldn't be like, hey, are you, it's, it's, it's happening again. And when he rose again, they asked him a question. Is it at this time that you restore the kingdom back to Israel. Now that you are risen from the dead, is it a social kingdom kingship type of rising from the dead? Are we going to fight a war and take Israel back from from room from room? Is there a coup d'état that's going to happen? That's what we are thinking of. Jesus had to feed them understanding, for them to have understanding concerning the kingdom he was talking about. Because as at as at then they didn't and they couldn't understand. After all that he did. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? Do you have any food here? Next verse. And they gave him some, a piece of broiled fish eh? and of an honeycomb. Next verse. And he took it and did it before them. He ate it before them. Resurrected bodies can eat. Yes. And he said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you. You see, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Look at the next verse. 
Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He opened their understanding. How did Jesus do it? Don't you want to know how Jesus did it? How did Jesus open their understanding? Because from this time onwards, they began to get the point. That was why they could go and stay at one place and wait for the promise of his coming. His words meant something for, for them now. But prior to this, they were just doing whatever they wanted to do. He opened their understanding. How did he do it? Do you want to know? Yes. John chapter 20. Is that a good message? Yes. Verse 19. John 20, 19. Then the same day at evening. You should know it's the same meeting. I'm reading this to let you know that it's the same meeting. One person reported one side. The other person reported the other side. Okay, go back to Luke chapter 24. Maybe you don't believe it. Go to Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. What we just read. I just want to show you where it, where it begins from, okay? Luke chapter 24. Luke 24 verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning. Have you seen it? Okay, so it's the first day of what? the week okay now look at uh, verse 13 so it's the same day first day of the week verse 13 and behold two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus have you seen it yeah. so same day same day say same day same okay you know about the people of the, the walk to Emmaus right okay Look at verse if you don't know, go and read it. Verse 33. <laughs> okay, let's read verse 30. Verse 30, Luke 24, verse 30. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it. Same day, and break and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened unto us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour. And returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with, with them. Have you seen it? Yes. Saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus speak, so as they were talking, same day, as we were talking, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> now let's go back to John. John chapter 20. So I just want to show you the same meeting, like this meeting that they are having, that you open the understanding. It's the same meeting that is being done here in John chapter 20. Not a different, not a different meeting. Same meeting. Go to verse 16. John 20, 16. Hmm? Jesus said unto her, this is Mary. He says, Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned, this is when Jesus rose from the dead. Oh, you know the Bible. So same day, same day that he rose from the dead. Okay? I don't want us to read all the way. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but to my, to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and to your God. Mary Madeline came and told the disciples that, that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day, at evening, so the people of Emmaus, the, the disciples who were on the, their way to Emmaus, had met him. He had revealed them himself to them, and then they had come back in the evening. So in the evening, that's the same day at evening, being the first day of the week. You remember, we read in the other one, it says the first day of the week. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. So same meeting, not two different meetings, same meeting. Just that Luke reported one side of the meeting. John also reported one side of the meeting. If you want to see the pieces, you, piece, you read the two, you piece them together. Okay? So what I'm going to say to you is, I'm saying it to you because I've pieced it together. Okay. 
Then, then, then the same day at evening, being the first of the week, verse 19, when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. This is how he opened their understanding. He opened their understanding by breathing upon them the Spirit. And their understanding was opened. When he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, he was not talking about being born again. Because they, were born, they got born again in Acts chapter 2. You and I know. It's not when they got born again. He, he breathed the Spirit upon them for them to have understanding. So how do pastors also do it? The same way. Jesus said that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So as we are talking like this, talking to you like this, if you are smart, you will know that the Holy Ghost is being released unto you in a special way. You will not sit down and be just absent-minded. You just text. People text whilst the message is coming. People te- that is, this is the most serious part of the service. That's why we give a long time to it. How many times do we dance? In the service. How many times do we do worship in the service? How many times do we do all the praises and all those things? How many times, how many, how many hours do we spend on that? How many hours do we spend on the word? Because during the time of the word, that is when spirit is coming. It's not a time to be messing up and be fooling around and be thinking. You let your mind travel and you forget all that was said. I don't, I've also been in meetings before. That I'm sitting down, I'm not the one preaching. And I know what the tendencies you have. You can be sitting down, looking at me like this. And I think about a German son. The way a German son insulted me the last time. What the pastor has been saying is true. Hmm. Uh, if she was here to hear this message. Your mind will just travel. No understanding will come. Because when the spirit was being communicated. John chapter 6 verse 63. It is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you. The words that I speak unto you. They are what? They are spirit and they are life. 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 So spirit comes. Because as we are talking, we are breathing in and breathing out. And we are breathing in and breathing out the spirit to you. That's how we feed you with understanding. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. As inspired. For instance, I didn't prepare to come and... Sh- I, I didn't prepare to come and see what I'm saying now to you. Brothers and sisters, it's not, it's not part of my thought process. So I've not been thinking about what I'm telling you now. Do you understand? So you should know that the Holy Spirit is talking to me. The Holy Spirit will not show up in a red hat with a red kambu and a red belt like Hulk Hogan. Do you remember Hulk Hogan? He used to have yellow hair with red headband, red panty, red shoes. Then you see when you see someone like, like this is truly the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, you have missed it. Spirit is coming to you as we are, we are talking to you like this. Yeah, he was, Jesus was just talking to them. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. The words we are speaking to you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. That is why you can be sitting in a, in a meeting, paying attention, focusing. All of a sudden, something dawns on you. Wow. You realize that as you are listening to a message intently, you begin to make decisions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
I need to be focused on this particular thing. The Holy Spirit will just be talking to you because spirit understanding is coming to you. Acts 10, 44. And while Peter yet spake these words, as Peter was talking, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard him. So as you hear, as you hear the knowledge, he says they'll feed you with knowledge. As you hear, sometimes I can listen to a message and by the time I'm done with the message, I've plenty of decisions. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do I'm going to do that. And I'm able to do it. That's how I've been moving. If you see me here, it's because of that. I just listen, watch, and implement. Listen, watch, implement as I'm led. As I'm watching and I'm listening, something comes. Do it like this. When I do it, it works. When I go there, it works. When I just do what I'm... When I, I, I do it like this. We were in a meeting in Wembley not long ago. Pastor Chris was preaching. Just when we went, we attended a meeting and he was preaching. And he was saying, Sabbath was saying, decisions, pa. I was just making decisions. Shim, 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 shim. Yeah, because he sent to me. He's not sent to some people. Some people hear him and insult him. But I mean, when I hear him insult him, I'll, I'll beat you. Like, do you understand what I'm talking about? Like, I'll just get angry with you right now. Yeah, I can just beat. I'm not strong, but I'll beat you. What do you mean? These are, these are people who, because of them, are who I am. What are you talking about? If someone has not been given to you, don't talk about the person. Do you understand? Don't insult anybody. Don't talk about any man of God. Leave them. They've not been sent to you. That's why you don't understand them. Yeah. That's why you don't understand. If, you be, if they've been sent to you, you understand them. If they've not been sent to you, you will not understand them. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. And that's what Jesus did. He breathed on them. And said, receive understanding. He opened their understanding. Without they being aware even. They didn't even know what was going on. But he opened their understanding. And from that time onwards, their life was different. So if you sit quietly and listen very carefully, you realize that something is just happening to you. You just notice that it's like you are not the same. You are a different person. Some of the things that you would have done foolishly at once without thinking twice. You just can't go along certain lines. You realize you are just moving along the line of God. Yeah, Understanding has come to you and it is sending you into certain corners to strengthen certain aspects of your life. That is why you must always open your ears. Always be watching. Do you understand? Yeah, It's a campaign that we must, we must be on. And make sure, if you're a leader, make sure your, 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 your people are always listening and always watching. Always. If you want to save your people from all these foolish things that are around, you must always make them be listening and watching. Podcasting, yes. It's called the seeing and the hearing campaign. Yes. Seeing and hearing campaign. We must be seeing, we must be hearing. We must be seeing, we must be hearing. We must be seeing, we must be hearing. Every time we are seeing. Every time we are hearing. Every time we are seeing. Do you think it's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of watching naked women. Go away. You are always watching porn. Go away. I can point. I can point somebody right about our own points. While Peter just speak these words, Kila Hada, Jola Hagavasi, the Holy Ghost fell 
So where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is tabernacled in the word of God. Spoken to you. Yeah. Go to Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 1. Let me show you Ezekiel 2 1. I see your life changing. Thank you. So when we say, I see your life changing, you don't be there. Oh, so this, uh, this. It's a prophecy. We are prophesying to you. Yeah. Don't be a silent type of Christian. Everything we say. It's like you are deaf and dumb in the, in the, in the service. You, are, you have come to observe. To size us up. What, what, what will this babbler say? You better advise yourself. Shake, slap your neighbor and say, you better advise yourself. Don't be an observer in the service. You are just observing. Watching. Look at this scripture. It says, and he said unto me, son of man, stand upon thy feet. This is God talking. God spoke to him. He said, son of man, stand upon thy feet. And I will speak unto you. He said, son of man, stand upon thy feet. And I will speak unto you. Now, it says, and the spirit entered me when he spake unto me. And set me upon my feet. That I heard him that spake unto me. So what he said, the ability to do what he said, was tabernacled in what he said. So when he said, stand upon thy feet, spirit came and entered and set him upon his feet to hear. That is why you have to be very smart. Don't, don't. That's why when we are, when we are preaching, you should be speaking in tongues. Do you get it? When you are led, you speak in tongues. What I do? More understanding is coming to you. More understanding is coming to you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Look at Ephesians 1, verse 15. Wherefore, I was after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints, unto all the saints. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Next verse. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Habit says, I pray that he will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. If there's any prayer you should pray in your life, it's just this prayer. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay? Because without revelation, revelation is what brings understanding. It's, the, it's, the, it's a quality of the spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does for you. It's called the spirit of understanding. Which is tabernacle in the spirit of wisdom. Okay? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read verse 9. And I will come to verse 12. Okay? But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The next verse. But he has revealed them. How? He says, but he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, no revealing, no revelation. Revealing of what? What eye has not seen. What ear has heard. What, no man, what has not entered into any man's heart. How do you forget it? <laughs> Look at verse 12. Go to verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That we might know the things that are freely given. So there are things that are freely given to you by God. But how do you know them? By the Spirit. Where is the Holy Ghost? In the Word that is preached to you. It's called the foolishness of preaching. But that is the power of God. <laughs> so as you hear. Hmm? 
Spirit, Holy Ghost, is revealing. He will reveal things that have been hidden from you, which is actually for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit, which is of God. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. So that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Then he's comparing spiritual. Which is which things also we speak. Not in the words which man. Which things we, which things also we, we, the preacher speaks. Eh? Which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. But in the words which the Holy Ghost teacheth. So it's the Holy Ghost who teaches us to teach you. Then it says, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Comparing spiritual with spiritual. Have you seen it? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. What is he talking about? We should really amplify that. Let's really amplify it. Verse 13, verse amplified. And we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But taught by the Holy Spirit. Combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Oh, what a shock. Oh, why have I been struggling for nothing? This, this is it. <laughs> so as we teach you like this, eh, it's the Holy Ghost who is teaching you. And it's the Holy Ghost who, is, who reveals it to you. So you cannot afford to miss the Holy Spirit. You cannot afford to miss the Holy Spirit. You cannot afford to miss the Holy Spirit as the Word of God is coming to you. As he spoke, the Holy Ghost fell upon me. Now, this is different from... I know the Holy Spirit. It says to those who possess the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit is inside you. We don't doubt that. We don't doubt that. But the Holy Spirit, even though he's inside you, is outside of you. Do you understand? <laughs> the Holy Spirit is like air. One of the major things of describing the Holy Spirit is air or wind. John chapter 3, verse 8. The wind blew it where it listed. You hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell when it comes, when it comes, and whither it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The Spirit is like that. The Holy Spirit is like that. Do you see? Yeah. Is there air inside you now? Yeah. There's air inside you because you keep breathing in, isn't it? But is there air outside you? Without air outside you, would you be able to have air inside you? So if you decide that I breathe, it's okay. I like this one. What do you think will happen to you? Your eyeballs will come out of your eye socket. Is it true? Uh-huh. So as much as you have the Holy Spirit, you need more of the Holy Spirit. It's called the infilling of the Spirit. Yeah. It's called the ministry of the Spirit. What I'm talking about is the ministry of the Spirit. So as you're talking to you like this, the Holy Spirit proceeds out of the Word that we are sharing with you. And it's filling you. Now, if you are conscious of what is happening, you will have the experience of the infilling of the Spirit, which comes with revelation, revelatory knowledge, discovering, uncovering that which has been hidden, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but in the words which the Holy Ghost teacheth. I has not seen, neither has it entered into the ear of man. What the Lord has hidden for us, eh? who love him, then he says that, but he has revealed them unto us by his spirit now we have not received the spirits of the world but the spirits of god so that we might know the things that are freely given unto us so the holy spirit is the one who can help you know who your husband is he's the one who will help you know what type of business to be involved in and what to what decisions to make in the business so stop saying oh i'm praying you are praying for what Stop! Don't 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 understand. I'm, uh, 
you are a foolish praying person if you pray without the word of God. What is wrong with you? Pray with the word of God. The word of God must be playing whilst you are praying. Messages must be playing around you. Don't be a religious type of person praying. What, what are you doing about what we are praying? Every time you are praying, you've been praying all these years. The thing has not changed. Are you not noticing that there's something wrong? Let's see what God will do. You are just catching all kinds of foolish cliches in Christianity. No, be wise. You should be smart. And set your time for change. Set your time for change. Set, you can set your time for change. Tell me about you can set your time for change. You can. There are two things when it comes to time. There's Kronos and there's Kairos. Kairos represents seasons. Do you get it? For instance, in Kronos, there are Kairos. In a year, there's January, February, March, April, May, June, July, up to December, isn't it? And it is consistent. You have 1st January, then you go to 2nd. It's noon. From 1st, you go to 2nd. 3rd, up to 31st, right? Then you go to 1st, February, to 28th, or 29th, if it's a leap year. Then you go out to December 31st. Then that year ends. Now, in that year, the, 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 the way we can count time, that oh, is 6, today is 1st, 2nd, and all that, that is, that is chronos. That's a normal movement of time. You get it? Normal movement of time. You can have a set time in, in Kronos. Oh, at this time, for instance, we set the meeting on 28, 28. So in Kronos, we set time. You get it? We set a time that we want to have this meeting at this time. We could have said we want to have the meeting on 30th. But we chose 28th. Now, 28th is special because we made it special, isn't it? Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Now, in Kronos, or in a year, there are seasons in a year. Where, where I was coming from? It's summer. 9 p.m. The sun is up. I mean, the sun is up. What's the time now? It's, the sun is up. Yes. 9 p.m. Even 11 p.m. When the summer is coming, like May, June, July, it's 11 p.m. The sun is up like it's 5 p.m. Yeah. Winter, it gets darker faster. It gets darker very fast. It's almost it's dark throughout, the, throughout that period, even. In certain places. There are seasons. You get it? There are seasons in the Kronos. And the seasons Kairos. Kairos times. Now, don't be the type of Christian who says that, uh, oh, God makes all things beautiful in his time. It is true. It is true. God has time. There are timings that God has set in the calendar. If you read in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Look at Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Let me show you these things. I think it's very, very important. So that you develop some wisdom. You develop some sense. Don't be the kind of Christian who is always waiting for some things to happen and not, it's not in faith. You are always waiting. And be assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, who saith he, you have heard of me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with the Holy Ghost. And Verse 6. When they, this is the, these are the disciples, after he had opened the understanding and everything, even here, look at it, it says, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time the word time there is chronos. Check for me if it's true. Probably I'm lying. It's chronos. Thou, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So at this time, like chronos, right? At this set time, now that you have risen from the dead, are you going to come and start 
you know, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Are you going to bring us out of slavery from the Romans and make us an independent state? Is that what you are going to do? Then Jesus said, listen, it is not, he said, it is not for you to know the times. So in other words, God has times. There are set times that God has. And that was what Ecclesiastes was talking about. He makes all things beautiful in his time. There are set times in the chronos that God has set for your life along certain lines. Do you understand what I'm saying? And there are set times in, in the world. There's a time when God is going to release certain kinds of things in the body of Christ. And make all things beautiful. Do you understand? He says, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. The word seasons there is kairos. That's seasons. Though there are seasons with God as well. Sometimes we will be in church and then this particular season you hear us talk about faith. Then you talk about you have to talk about the Holy Spirit. There are seasons with God. But when it comes to children, He wants us to flow from one season to the other. If you come to church and we are talking about faith from January to December, you may not be happy. But God has seasons. So He brings seasons. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You get it. Same thing. There are seasons as well that He has set normally, winter and all those things, autumn and all those things. Okay? Huh. They are there. So Jesus told them, listen, it is not up to you. Okay, this is what Amplify. He said unto them, it is not for you to become acquainted with and know what time brings. The things and the events of time and their definite periods. For instance, if you read Revelations, there are things that will be happening. And are happening at definite times. God has set them already. Of figures and seasons, the critical niche in time, which the Father has appointed, fixed and reserved by his own choice and authority and personal power. It's not up to you to know. Now, can you set your time for change? Emphatically, yes. How do you set your time for change? Matthew chapter 13. Let me show it to you. For instance, what, what season are we in with respect to the body of Christ? What season are we in with respect to the church? Remember, the Bible says that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, isn't it? Are we not in the season or the times of grace? We are in the time of grace. We are in the season of grace. And it is flowing in plenty chronos. Do you understand Kronos? Yeah. It's flowing in plenty. For instance, next year we'll still be in grace. If Jesus has not come, we'll still be in grace. Next two years we'll still be in grace. Next hundred years we'll still be in grace if Jesus has not come. Grace, the grace period will change as soon as Jesus comes. And we'll enter another season of the kingdom age. Of course, we'll have the other seasons that will come. There's a season of the rapture. There's a season of the, the three and a half years peace. Then there's a season of the three and a half years tribulation. Then there's all those things, isn't it? Those are all seasons that God has set in, in time, in chronos. But in this time, in this chronos in which we are living, this January, February, March, April, May that we are living inside, we are under a season called grace. That is why God is sitting on a throne called grace. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Come boldly unto the throne of grace. He's sitting on the throne of grace. One day his throne will change to the throne of Christ. Eh, the bima seat. He will sit on the bima seat. Another time, that throne will change into the white throne seat. But now he's sitting on the seat of grace. Now, what is allowed in the season of grace? Anything is allowed. Because grace functions by something called faith. So, if you have faith, you can change anything. You can make today your time for change. Let me show it to you. And, and you, it's so clear. Jesus, Jesus is so wonderful. He just, 
Just mentions it, boom, like that. Look at this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13, we were reading from verse 18, remember? But I want us to read from, from verse 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Because he was always talking to the people in parables. And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. For whosoever has, to him shall be given. This is an important principle. If you don't have, you will not be given. For instance, what I'm telling you now, if you don't take it seriously, you will not be given more. Do you get it? Yes, if you take it seriously, you'll be given more. If you, that's how the kingdom of God works. Those who have, those who seek and take it, are the ones who have more coming to them. If you don't even do all these things, they're always saying things, they're always saying, then that will be your story. you always be saying, they're always saying things until you die. For whosoever has to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not from him shall be taken away even that which he has. Therefore speak unto them in parables, because they don't have. And show you why they don't have. Because they seen, see not. Have you seen it? They seen, they were seeing him, but they could not see. Jesus was talking to them and telling them, that, listen, I'm the son of God. Though. Even voices will come down. Hmm? John chapter 12. Let's read verse 27. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The voice came from where? The people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. This is how they interpreted it. Interpreted. Hey, it thundered. There was thunder. Thunder just came. Hey, what thunder was that? It's afternoon. What thunder was that? You know, God has spoken. What did he say? What did God say? I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people that stood there said, and had they said it, it thundered. Others said, an angel spoke to him. Now Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Even that one still, they could not hear. Listen, Jacob slept and woke up. When in, in his dream, he saw angels going and coming. Then he woke up and said, listen, God was here. And I knew it not. Why? It is a choice. Do you know it is a choice to see God? It is a choice to acknowledge God. It is a choice. Ah, it is a choice. You can be insulting me in your head. Or you can be receiving what I'm telling you. It's a choice. It's a choice you made. You can say, oh, or you can say, wow, I like it. I love it. This is powerful. I receive it. God, show me. Help me understand like this man understands. Or you can be insulting me in your head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what happens when you go to a meeting. When you go to a meeting, you start evaluating what is going on. Why is it that the place is not... Don't they know that there are mosquitoes between us? So one mosquito, they will let one mosquito bite you. That's the end. So all these that mosquitoes are just coming here and all that. <laughs> or you bring time into your mind. Uh, it's 8.30 already. They are not closing. <laughs> Foolish boy. When you, are, when you are with your girlfriend, do you consider your time? The one who will do anything for you. She will not do, you will not even marry her. 
isn't it? Yeah, he said it came, the voice came because of you. Still. So look at this. Go back to Matthew chapter 13. You remember we're reading Matthew 13, right? Verse, verse 13, yeah. Verse 13. Therefore speak unto them in parables, because they seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. Why? Because the one who was there to feed them with knowledge and understanding, they were not minding him. They were not minding him. Therefore speak unto them in parables, because they seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You have been prophesied about a long time. Which saith, by hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. Why? Why is it like that? Next verse. So the key to understanding is what? Seeing and hearing, isn't it? Is it true? For this people's heart is wax gross. Do you understand that? What it means is that they have covered their heart with so many things. So many cares. So much that you cannot get into their heart. Why is he talking about the heart? Because actually, preachers make inscriptions on your heart. As they preach to you. We make inscriptions. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Let's read 2 Corinthians 3, verse 2. Look at this one. It says, ye are our epistle. Written, you are the word epistle is letters. You are epistle written and, and in our hearts, known and read of all men. Next verse. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, the letter of, you are manifestly declared to be the letter of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink. How is it? Yeah. But with the spirit of the living God. Not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. So as we are talking to you like this, your heart is presented to us. That is why you can be in a service. You are thinking something, then the preacher talks about it. You come with questions. By the time the preacher is done, all your questions are answered. You don't even remember what he said, but you just know that you are fine. Have you seen some before? Because when you come, as soon as you come, your world, your world is opened up to us. That's what God does. He opens your heart. For us to make inscriptions on your heart. How are the inscriptions made? Psalm 45 verse 1. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So God makes our tongue, our tongue is a pen. Ready to write. What is the ink that is in the pen to write? The spirit. The one that I read to you over there. It says that it's with the ink of the Holy Spirit. Next verse, verse, verse 3. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, not written with ink, but written with the spirit of the living God. The Holy Spirit is the ink inside. And we work with the Holy Spirit to write on your heart. He says, these guys, their heart is worse gross. They have covered their heart. Let's, maybe you don't understand the gross. You think it's, uh, he's talking about gross, net, uh, gross salary and net salary. Let's read other versions. Amplified. For this nation's heart has grown gross, fat and dull. Fat and dull. Have you seen it? Like, like she said, indifferent. Nothing really moves you. Like you have grown up. You are too grown. No, you are too wise. No matter what anybody says, it doesn't move you. It doesn't do anything to you. You are a big man already. Big man with nothing. Is English. What does it say? The people do not really want to understand. There are people who have shut their ears. They are like people who have shut their eyes. If they did want to look, then they would have. They would see. If they did want to listen, then they would have. They would hear. 
and then they would understand everything and they would turn back. And if they did turn back, then I would make them well. Message says the people are blockheads. Do you know a blockhead? <laughs> they stick their fingers in their ears so they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so that they won't have to look. So they won't have to deal with me face to face. And let me heal them. Let's read the King James. For this people's heart is what's gross. Now you understand what it means, right? And their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. Lest at any time. At any time. Lest at any time. Lest at any time. Do you understand any time? Any time is your time. Any day is your day. Any time can be your time. It's up to you. All you need to do is to open your eyes and open your ears to what God is saying. He says, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart. Because that's what will happen. If you hear with your, if you hear with your ears and see with your eyes, you will understand with your heart and should be converted and I should heal them. So healing, eh? Healing is not on a certain day. Now he's talking about healing of all types. Healing of finances to healing of body to healing of dreams to healing of every single thing in your life. Healing of job, healing of promotion, healing of anything or anything. So how does, how, how do you set your time for change? It's called, oh, how did this man call it? He called it breaking your fallow ground. Breaking, you, you realize that you don't really know what they are talking about. I don't really know it. So you set yourself. That's why we go on retreats. Don't be a fool. Don't just be sitting in a system and not have a time where you, you have the word of God playing without any distraction. I'm not looking at playing the word of God and ironing. It's far off. It does something. It does something. There's nothing. It's good. It's very important. But there's a time where you need to break your fallow ground. Your heart is too wild. Your heart is too wild. There are so many ways grown on it. They are wild animals, lions and all kinds of things around it. You need to break your fallow ground. How do you do it? Set yourself up. Get messages. <laughs> Listen, there are books I've not done lifted like I said, God, open my eyes that I will understand what is written in this book. Because I know there are secrets in the book that will make my life change. Yeah. Not one, not two. Plenty. I'll sit, kneel down. Lord, open my eyes. Let me see what is inside this thing that they are talking about. That is working for people that is not working for me. I want to see it. And I sit down and start reading. Praying as I'm reading. I watch videos. I can go on retreats and it's just videos. I have videos that are playing every time. Playing and I'm standing watching. Speaking in tongues as I'm watching. Breaking my fallow ground so that I can have a change in time. I can set my time for change. You see, look at this one. It says, and should be converted. Your conversion is not the same as the day you are healed. It may not be. I don't know if you get it. The day you, you find yourself in faith, okay, may be different from the day you see it physically. But makes no difference. The day where you catch that thing in faith and the day that it comes physically is not different. He that believeth shall not make haste. When you believe, it says, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, precious cornerstone. It says, He that believeth 
in that stone shall not make haste. So it doesn't matter what time will offer. It doesn't matter what Kronos does. You have, you have set your time already for change. And that change is going to come for you to see physically for yourself. For instance, there was a day Abraham believed God. When he believed God, the Bible says that it was counted unto him for righteousness. That was, that was the end. He didn't ask God foolish questions about whether he would have a child or not. It was done. When God came and was talking about the child, he didn't laugh. It was his wife who laughed. Because he was in faith. It's a good time to quote 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Amplify 2 Corinthians 3, 6. He that believeth will not make his. He says, after that you have believed. Go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 33. Hebrews 10, 33. Let me show you about faith. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 33. Um, go to 35. Let's, let's not talk plenty. 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Cast not away what? Your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Your confidence, your conversion, what's, what has happened to you? Do you get it? Yeah. Let's say you were, you, were, you were breaking your fallow ground concerning uh, understanding concerning the Holy Spirit. Okay? For you to be able to flow with the Holy Spirit some more. I mean, those should be your desires, though. Not car, not house. Car and house, it will die. <laughs> car and house will vanish. Cars crash every time. I've seen someone's car brand new burning before. And he was standing. It was not even for him. He had gone to, he had gone to take someone's car for something. And he just was like, he was just crying. Cars <laughs> Cars not away, therefore. Your comfort. Yeah, you remember? That, that was even a, a different one. There's this one, I, that one I packed and went to find out what was going on. Cast not therefore, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great com- recompense or reward. Verse 36. For you have need of patience. Have mm. isn't it? That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So when you do the will of God, it may take time to receive the promise. But it makes no difference. When time is passing by, your faith goes higher. Why? Because you received it on a certain day. It's finished. The days coming make you give thanks to God. I don't know if I'm making sense. Let's say you broke your fallow grounds concerning school or concerning a job. You must break your fallow grounds concerning a job. Like you must receive a job spiritually. Do you understand? You should know the country in which we are. Things are becoming difficult, isn't it? It means you must resort to certain very Certain wild means of getting what you're supposed to. And what I'm talking about is resorting to the Holy Spirit. Resorting to the word of God. Like really taking a hold of what you believe. Hmm? Mark 11, 24. Look at Mark 11, 24. Whatsoever you desire. When you pray, believe. Believe that you receive them. You see. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you, be- you desire. What things soever you desire. This one is open check. What things soever you desire. When you pray, he knows that you will pray. So he says, when? When that time comes that you pray. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> when you set up your, yourself to break up your fallow ground with books, with tapes, with videos, and listen and hear. When you pray, believe that you receive them. The day you receive them. It's different from the day you have them. I don't know if you get it. 
the day you get it physically in your hand or physically around you is different from the day that you receive them. It's different. It's not the same day. Now, if you really received it, you remember that day. And you always have a reference to that day. I remember when I prayed. I know. I got it that day. Makes no difference what is happening. I believe it. That settles it. I'm in faith. Whether time comes or doesn't come, makes no difference. I'm going to get it. Finish. When someone talks about it, you say, oh, it's done. It's done. Oh, it's done. It's done. It's done. I settled it a long time ago. That's what you would say. But if you are not sure, when something comes up, I don't really know. <laughs> I've had people have been crying. What's that? This thing, this faith thing doesn't even work. It works. Just that you, you have not really paid attention to it. Yeah. You want to. Faith, you see, faith. Eh? It's just like uh, uh, taking drugs for, he- for, for healing. No, drugs do not heal. They, they, what? they help you small. That's why it keeps coming back. It may come back at another time. If malaria drugs heals, then the day you took the first one, that would have been the end. When mosquitoes bite you, they will die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look amplified. This is so nice. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident. That's what the other place cast not away there for your confidence, which has a great recompense or reward. Eh? Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you. And you will get it. If you have confidence that it's granted to you, then you will get it. Do you understand? Yes, sir. So there's a spiritual aspect to it. There's something you do in the spirit. Then you can have it physically showing up in your hand. Okay. Let's be serious. What do you think? Let's be serious. Let's just be serious. Let's be serious Christians. You can't have this and have that. You can't have this and have that. Oh. It's not going to work. Oh. You can't have this and have that. No. You, you are not working. Instead of sitting down and Charlie. God, this thing, let's settle this case. You're just moving around doing all, all kinds of foolish things. Just sit, settle down. Hmm? Says, you receive it. When you receive it, then you shall have it. And if you receive it, it will show in your testimony. It will show. I was talking about recently, I was talking about uh, Young Cho. When God was teaching him these things, and he wrote it in the fourth dimension, fourth dimension, he wrote it in that book. I hear some of you are reading it. Yeah. yeah. Good book to read. He prayed. He was praying for a, a, a chair, a table, and a bicycle. He prayed for a long time. It wasn't coming. One day he was frustrated talking to God. What's all this? Then God showed him these scriptures. Am I lying? Is that what is written in the book? Yeah. Then he practiced it. So he knelt down. You know, it's not, it's not the type of crying that you cry and you are not asking, you are not talking to God, you are not reading your Bible. You're just crying for crying's sake. <laughs> I don't know why this one is not working. You are crying and even mad with God. <laughs> you are warning God. He was crying and asking God, what, what is it? And God showed him, the Holy Spirit showed him, this is it. So he saw it. That's breaking your fallow ground. He saw it and knelt down and prayed and said, Father, I make request for a bicycle. And he described what type of bicycle he wants. You must be specific about what you want. Because he's able to do exceeding abandoning above all that you can ask or think. Do you get it? So what are you thinking? You are not thinking anything. God, give me a house. What type of house? If we bring you a seven-bedroom house, will you be able to clean it? You will not be able to clean it. Five will be useless. 
What, sorry? You need chamber at home. You don't need whatever. Be specific. We want father. We want. So he was specific. He described what type of bicycle he wanted, how the desk should look like, and how the chair should look like. And after describing, he said, I receive it now in Jesus' name. And stood up and went away, giving glory to God. Now, he went to church and went to announce it to them that it was their dawn prayer. He went to announce to them that, oh, this dawn, I received a brand new bicycle, a brand new chair, and a brand new desk. Then everybody was like, hey, was all this? So they came to his house to come and see when they came, there was nothing there. Then he said, oh, I am pregnant with it. He told them, is a baby in a womb as real as, a, as, a, as us walking around? They said, yes. Then, it's, then I'm pregnant with a bicycle, with a chair, and with a desk. Spiritually speaking. They mocked him to pieces. To the point that children moving in the streets will point to him and say, that, but that's, that is the pastor who is pregnant with a bicycle. Everyone had gone to tell their children about it. They all knew. And they will be coming to touch his stomach in public. Where's the bicycle? But it was going to be a testimony. As we're doing that, I was giving glory to God. He was giving glory to God. A test that you have really received it is what you do during time. During Kronos. What do you do during time, in the process of time? The Bible says that Abraham gave glory to God. He was strong in faith. Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Comma. Giving glory to God. That's how to be strong in faith. Giving glory to God. In the space of time. Because when Abraham believed God and the time the child came. It was so many years. Not days. So years. Years. Three years came. You are still giving glory to God. Thank you Lord. You will never fail in your promises. Faithful is he who has called and who has said it. Who also will perform it. Confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in me. Will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Our son never came until we started giving glory to God. Yeah, we started giving glory to God. You can't my wife. It's a great testimony of faith. Started giving glory to God. God, thank you that it's done. You've done it already. God told me it's done already. And God told her it's done already. So we started giving glory to God. By the time we're giving glory to God, hey, she was pregnant. We don't even know how she became pregnant. We don't know. We don't know which one brought the child. I went, when my wife got pregnant, I understood why no man who is not, a man who is not married to a woman does not accept the pregnancy when it comes. He will say, ah, who did it? It's not me. Because you don't remember which one, like what, what are you talking about? Like it's so shocking. Ah, I sure it's me. Did you go somewhere? Or that? I tell the truth. Did you go somewhere? By you are. Praise the Lord. Your behavior after you have received makes all the difference. Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. The behavior is a confirmation for you. Whether you have received it or not. How well, when you remember that thing, does it bring you sadness or it brings you joy? Like when you remember it, hey, Charlie, the job has not come on. Thank you, Lord, my Father, for giving me your joy. 
Or when you, when you remember it. Eradie di maze mi mami. Eradie me time eniyo. Mi ye bibia eniyo. Your song determines whether you are in faith or you are out of faith. Hey, what a shock! And guess what? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. Yeah. He the more you hear, he will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. With knowledge and with understanding. Why? We are working with the Holy Spirit. We are working with the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse six. Six to eight, okay? It is he, it is God who, who has qualified us. It's talking about pastors and what they are doing. Okay? Remember, I read verse 3 to you. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. Make inscriptions on your heart by the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Then verse 4 says, It is not us who are doing it. Next verse, it says, And such trust are we through Christ to God's word. Not that we are sufficient. Let's read, so let's read from here in the Amplified. Not that we are fit, qualified. Who can have access to someone's heart? I mean, it's spiritual. Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves as preachers to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us. That's what I wanted you to know. It's not something that is coming from us. But our power and our ability, the preachers have power. If you believe it, you see it. It will happen in your life. They have power. It says, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. It is he, next verse, it is God who has qualified us, making us to be fit and worthy and sufficient as ministers and dispensers of a new covenant. We dispense a new covenant of salvation through Christ, not ministers, ministers of the letter of legally written code Listen, that's not what we are. We are not ministers of legal, like we just preach for preaching's sake. It's not a ritual. Please. Do you understand? Yes, we come here to make an effort to make an impact in your life. To serve you the spirit. That is why we are coming. That's what we are talking. That's why we are doing what we are doing. Not because we enjoy you, we enjoy seeing your face. No. No. If your life is not changing after three months, leave the church. I'm yeah. telling you. Go and find a place where your life will change. I beg you, it's very important. I don't want any Daltons. No Daltons. I go away. We just they come. You just they come saying. No, no, there's something wrong. Why are you just they coming? <laughs> oh, what, what do you think? I think that is, that is gross foolishness. That's like you are doing something over and over. It's not helping you. You are still doing it. No, it must do something. It must help you. That's why I tell people, if after three months I have not changed your life, leave. Yeah, leave. And I know that your life will change. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen. Just keep listening. Keep hearing. If you hear me, your life will change. That's the truth. Why? It says, it is he who qualifies as making us to be fit and worthy and sufficient as ministers and responses of a new covenant of salvation to Christ. Not ministers of the letter of legally written code, but of the spirit. We are ministers. We are servers of the spirit. We serve the Holy Ghost. For the code of the law kills. It will kill you. The normal social whatever gathering, this one we are going, you are going to hear, kills. It doesn't bring any benefit. He says it's the spirit that what quickens. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing at all. If we are going to be relating on the basis of flesh, it profits nothing at all. If my greeting you 
It's just on the basis of social whatever. It's nothing. It doesn't do anything. But if you greet, and in your mind, ah, I'm receiving something. No, I'm not talking about doing it. Stop faking it. That's what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about intense, deep knowing that this is my source of blessing. And every contact is an opportunity for me to be blessed. You'll be blessed. Remember, he poured the oil on Aaron's head, but it ran down through his head, through his beard, through his skirts, to his feet. Every part is anointed. Everything is anointed. Be smart. I remember times when I've told people, it will be fine. And they believed that it will be fine. And it became fine. But if I said, it's fine. Every time when we come, you say it is fine. Every time, it's fine. Pastor, you didn't even mind me. You must, you must start appreciating small, small times. Two minutes. Two minutes spent with you will make a difference. But the Holy Spirit makes a lie. Next verse, verse 7. Now, if the dispensation of death, engraved in letters on stone, the ministration of the law, was inaugurated with such glory and splendor. You remember Moses? When Moses got the law of commandments and came down, his face was shining. Why? Because he had, he had received the law. He says, if the law, the inauguration of the law was with so much glory, hmm? And splendor that the Israelites were not able to look steadily at the face of Moses because of the of his brilliance. A glory that was to fade and pass away. This glory was fading and passing away, but it was so glorious. Why should not the dispensation of the spirit? Then he says, This spiritual ministry. It's a spiritual ministry. This spiritual ministry, whose task it is, our task. Pastor Kobe, our this is our task. Pastor Ivan. This is our task. My God, this is our task. Eh? Flow. This is our task. Why should not the special of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry, whose task it is to cause men to obtain the Holy Spirit and be governed by the Holy Spirit? That is our job. Our job is to make you obtain the Holy Spirit. How do we make you obtain the Holy Spirit? Every meeting. As we meet, you're obtaining. You remember? The words which I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. As we speak to you, you obtain. It's a ministry from, the God, from God that he has given to us. To obtain, to cause you to obtain the Holy Spirit and be governed. By the time our services are ended and you are going home, you, you should be thinking about how you are going to relate to the Holy Spirit more. Not thinking about foolish things. Why should not the generation of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory. There's a greater and more splendid glory for you. And it's hidden in the Holy Spirit. In the word which God has given to his servants for you. Don't joke with it. If you joke with it, you will lose what God has designed for you to have. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? They'll feed you with knowledge and with understanding. And by their way shall every controversy be settled. Remember, 2 Chronicles 20 20. Believe ye in God and he shall be established. Believe also in his prophets and he shall prosper. Your prosperity is here. Your development, your glory is here. And as you hear and listen and watch, your life will keep getting better and better. See, I'm going higher.
Say it again, I'm going higher. I'm going higher. Listen, be, be happy about where you are. And be happy about what you have. Okay? Be happy about what you have. And be happy about where you are. Yeah. Because God is taking you somewhere. God is taking you somewhere. I'm telling you, what you have is so precious. People are crying for it. They are not getting it. Yeah. You are blessed. Blessed. Say, I'll never find myself in trouble. trouble. Not when I have the word. word. And the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I'm going somewhere. somewhere. Slap your neighbor and say, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. somewhere. My future is bright. So bright, so bright that I need shades. I need shades. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what I shared with you. Give Him glory. Give Him praise. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the Word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call zero two four five six three eight three one four or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.